0: I don't know uh, much about what Andrew did afterwards, after Jesus went to heaven, but I'm so grateful to God that Andrew ministered to his own brother. The Bible tells us he findeth Peter, he findeth Simon, and told him, We have found the Messiah, and brought him to to Jesus. So I want, uh, when I get there, I want to spend some time with Andrew and just say, Andrew, thank you. Did, now my thinking is, did Andrew know that one day Peter was going to stand when, all, when everybody is quiet, when everybody is quiet about Jesus, they're just speaking in tongues, Peter is going to stand and open his mouth and preach the gospel and lead 3,000 souls to Christ? 3,000 in a day? When we are winning souls, we don't know exactly how these people will end up. Today, when you look at great ministers, you you listen to their powerful preachings. Imagine, where would we have been had somebody not won them to the Lord? Where would we have been? There would be no pastor in this nation if nobody led them to the Lord. Somebody led them to the Lord. And look at what God is doing through them. I know what it means. When I win people to Christ, I see them winning souls. I see them preaching. I see them healing the sick. Oh, that joy. That joy. That joy. No amount of money in this world can buy. That joy. That joy. Then you remember, this guy was a sinner. This guy was a drunkard. This guy. I look at one of our pastors. You know, he had been a... Uh, he was a drug addict for 15 years, 15 long years. I look at him today, oh, my, my eyes, you know, just filled with tears and gratitude to God. 15 years, you know, somebody received a miracle in church, received a miracle, and she went and shared her testimony to this man. And to the entire family. You know what she told them? Come and see. The following Sunday, the whole family came. Guess what? He had the gospel. He had the gospel. He got saved and got filled with the Holy Ghost. That 15-year old addiction got broken. He went to the village, started winning souls. Today he's pastoring our branch in Shantumbu. And he's winning souls, healing the sick growing the church. I look at him now, I'm like, look, imagine if nobody led that man to Christ, if nobody told him to come for that church meeting, if nobody shared, if that sister had held back her testimony, this man would have still been a junk today. This man would have been stealing from people. This man would have even been a killer. Thank God somebody reached out to him. Thank God. Look at where he is today. Look at where he is today. Why are you keeping your testimonies? You know, you are afraid of how people will look at you. As though you, Why would you even be afraid? Why would you be ashamed? That's though you changed yourself, as though you saved yourself. That's pride. That's pride. That's pride. When you are grateful, you share your gratitude. You show your gratitude you demonstrate it you express it doesn't matter that you were born again 25 years ago talk to somebody share your testimony hallelujah oh hallelujah oh hallelujah hallelujah I'm, I'm thinking what the Lord is doing in your life as you are listening to these words. I'm trying to imagine what's happening in your heart. What's happening to you right now? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Why has God placed you where you are? Why are you in the community where you are? Why are you there? I tell you, you are there because of the gospel. You are there. Why are you in school? Why are you on that job? Why are you in the ministry you are in? Because of ministry. You need to take this seriously. You need to take this seriously. Take this seriously. Why are you on that campus? Ministry. Souls. Souls. Now, you need to have a clear vision if you're going to be successful in soul winning if you're going to be successful in bringing others to the Lord you need to have a clear vision so let's talk about having a clear vision let's talk about having a clear vision people who see nothing eventually end up doing nothing it is a people with a with a vision who win in life and in ministry Without vision, our abilities fail. Without vision, potential is wasted. Without vision, we cannot do the word of God. Faith only comes when God's picture of ourselves and our circumstances supplants our picture and men's picture of ourselves. Until we start seeing like God does, faith has not yet come. And until faith comes, we cannot act like God. What am I trying to tell you? No man is greater than his vision. The extent of your vision is a boundary of your greatness. The extent of your vision is the measure of your future success. Vision maketh man. What you continue seeing, you become. What you continue seeing, you achieve. If you're not seeing yourself winning souls, you're not seeing yourself bringing them to Christ, you're not seeing crusades, you're not seeing nations turning to the Lord, you're not going to be used to bringing to pass. You won't be used. God has not used people who, who lack vision. Vision is the mother of productive actions. You cannot walk in the direction of a vision you don't see. That's why God loves to give us dreams. Why have you been dreaming about crowds? Why have you been dreaming that the church was too small? The building was too small? Why have you been dreaming that there were thousands of people in that meeting? God was trying to give you a vision. After dreaming about that, he expects you to continue seeing what he showed you. You continue seeing. Because if you don't see it, you won't do it. If you don't see it, you won't achieve it. If you don't continue seeing it, you won't bring it to pass. You keep seeing. See. It doesn't matter that you you have a meeting and then there are only three people in your department or three people in your church. Don't be moved. When you go there, see thousands. Talk to those three. That's how Jesus started. He started with those two disciples. The Bible tells us they were followers of John the Baptist. Now they followed Jesus Christ and then he started winning more. He findeth, he findeth Philip. Philip findeth Nathaniel. That's where it starts. How come they started looking for people? How come they started winning people? Because that's what they found. That's what they found Jesus doing. I told you, a soul winning leader will raise a soul winning team. A soul winning pastor will raise a soul winning church. And a soul-winning church is a church that is growing in numbers, growing numerically. It can't be a small church. You can't have five people for three months. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. You see, soul-winning is contagious. When you start winning souls, they will start catching the same spirit. They'll catch it from you because you'll always be talking about it. It's something that you're doing daily. You need to have a clear vision. And talking about clear vision. You need to see your family in church. See your family. Where does your family go to for church? Where do they go to? Where do they worship? You know. Some, of, some people are comfortable. You know, my, my brother is in this traditional church, my sister. And you're okay? You should not be okay. Let's go to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 24. Joshua was not okay. Joshua 24, verse 14 and 15. Joshua chapter 24, verse 14 and 15. Listen to what Joshua said. And Joshua said unto all the people, Thus saith the Lord God, Choose you this day whom you will save. Now listen to Joshua. But as for me and my house, we will save the Lord. Now Joshua does not say I'm going to consult with them if they want to save you. No, Joshua says we will. He had a vision for his family. He saw his family serving the Lord. In his vision, every member of the family was a member of the ministry. That's what you must do. No, you shouldn't be comfortable that your sister is going to such and such a place and you know she's not learning the right things and you're comfortable. You shouldn't be comfortable. And you know some people also, they are afraid that if their sisters join them, their brothers join them, they may have some competition in church. What kind of thinking? This is the church of God. Come on here. Are you going to serve the Lord with your family? Do you see your family? Are you going to tell your parents, come and see? Are you going to tell your brother, your sister, come and see? They need to see the goodness of the Lord in God's house and partake of the life it provides. You've got to tell them, come and see. They need to see the God who changed your life. He will change their lives too. If you can't invite your own family to church, it means you don't believe your church can help them, no God. It means you have no faith in the pastorate, nor in the gospel which they, which they, they preach. Action is a proof of faith. Action is a proof of belief. You see? It means you don't really believe in the church. And, and and if you are a member of a church, you don't believe can bring change to your family, bring change to the people you're inviting. Leave it. Join one that preaches Christ. Leave it. Why are you in such a state? That's a dead church. You see. So using your imagination. See your family in the house of God, worshipping with their hands in the air as they stand next to you. Can you imagine? Now, close your eyes. Close your eyes where you are. Can you imagine? I said close your eyes. Yes, close your eyes. Close them. Can you imagine that notorious aunt of yours in front of the congregation, changed by the blood of the Lamb, sharing her testimony of how God transformed her life through you? Can you imagine? just imagine imagine she's telling the people how she stopped drinking because she had the gospel yes can you see your family happy serving God see your brother in the ushering team see your sister in the music ministry see can you see them if you can't see it you would do nothing to make it happen you need to see it can you see your son see your daughter Can you see them? You need to start seeing, visualize them, see, envision, see them praising God. Can you see them giving big in God's house? Now I understand. Right now they may be criticizing you and calling you sort of names. Don't let don't let this blind your vision. You are bigger than that. See them changed. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Can you imagine your mother, speaking in tongues? Just imagine. Okay, now let's go to another thing. You've seen your family, right? Let's go to another thing. See yourself turning the world upside down. You need to start seeing it. You know one of the things I do before I sleep? I just sit down, I lie down, I close my eyes, I envision myself in a crusade. That's what I do. Then I imagine myself speaking a word. Miracles are happening. People are being changed. Lives are being changed. That's what I do. That's how I sleep. That's how I sleep every night. I, I, I don't sleep without seeing myself doing such things. So you need to see. You need to take the same thing. Can you see people's lives transformed? The sick healed? The oppressed set free? The depressed and burdened and filled with new joy? And many souls saved through your work? Close your eyes. Right now, right now. Close your eyes. See people saying this about you and your family. These men who have turned the world upside down have come here also. Can you see it? The whole lot of Lusaka turning to Christ because of you. The whole lot of Accra, Ghana. The whole lot of South Africa. The whole lot of your area coming to Christ because of you. you. I said if you can't see it, you can't make it happen. You only do what you see yourself doing. See it. Acts 17 verse 6 from the ESV. He says, these men who have turned the world upside down have come here also. They said that concerning Paul and the people who worked with him. They must say that concerning you. They must know you for Christ. Devils knew Paul. Knew, knew Paul. Sons of Sceva, they knew Paul. They knew him for Christ. They said in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. They knew what Paul preached. The devil said, Jesus I know, Paul I know. Devils knew him. He was a soul winner. He was busy plundering hell and populating heaven. Beloved, we're talking about the minister, the ministry and soul winning. Picture your friends. Number three, picture your friends serving God. Just for a minute. Close your eyes again. I know you opened them. You had to write down notes, right? Now, close close your eyes just for a minute. Picture your friends serving God in your church and receiving proper pastoral care. Isn't this idea beautiful? Picture your friends, including those you left, those sinners, picture them in church worshiping. Picture that, mu- that, that friend of yours leading the church in a song of worship to the Lord. Is this not beautiful? Is this not beautiful? This is wonderful. You can open your eyes now. You are here to make these visions happen. You are here. You see you are here to make these things happen you're here to change the world you're not here to be changed by the world you are here to change the world you are here to make the difference you're here to make the difference hallelujah now make your vision speak make your vision speak don't keep quiet Don't keep quiet. Make your vision speak. Hallelujah. Countless people commit suicide. Year by year. Because they feel there is no hope. There is no solution. There is no answer. There is no answer to what they are going through. Had they known the Lord Jesus Christ, they would not have done such a thing. They would not have done such a thing. Jesus Christ is the answer. Share the gospel with them. The statistics are quite alarming about how many people who are committing suicide every year. Every year. It is difficult to imagine that a minister of the gospel can be so comfortable in his home, so comfortable because he has a job, because you you are just there, you're like, praise God, I have my miracle, praise God, I have my healing, and you're not concerned about the salvation of those who are lost. According to WHO, every 40 seconds, someone in the world commits suicide. Every 40 seconds, someone, like right now, Someone has just died. That's about 800,000 people every year. 800,000 people. What are we doing to stop this? The gospel is the only way out. The gospel is the only cure. The gospel. The gospel. God's good news. Even Zoe is saying amen. The gospel. Why don't you invite them? You, 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 sometimes you, you see people on social media posting how depressed they are, and you just look at them and say, oh, my life is upward and forward. Why don't you reach out to them in the inbox? Talk to them. Sister, brother, what's going on? It doesn't matter that they are, they are strangers to you. We have been called to talk to strangers. They are not strangers to the Lord. You know, the Lord died for them. The Lord did something for them. to reach out. Tell them, come and see. Come. Experience the Lord. Come. You will be blessed. You will be helped. Your life will become better. This is how we are going to change the world. This is how we are going to change the world. It is through the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the only way we can change the world for good. It is the only way. Tell me if you know another way. This is the only way. Of course, you can you can further your studies if you're doing medicine, you know, you can get you can bring the medical, discover the medical cure for HIV and AIDS. That will bring make a difference. But is it of eternal value? People may get healed of HIV and AIDS, still die and go to hell. The gospel is God's answer. To all the problems that the world is facing. The gospel. The gospel. You are not a minister if you're not a soul winner. I don't know what minister you are. This week, make it count. You have 24 hours to make a day count. Do something. something. doesn't matter. Never be too busy for for the Lord. Anybody who is too busy for Christ is too busy for nothing. Don't spend your life on nothing. Anything that is not connected to the salvation of souls is nothing, really is nothing. Connect your business to the gospel. How? Through sponsoring God's work. That's how you connect your business. Your money will start preaching. But be preaching also. Use your stand, your business to reach out to people in that field. Don't use your business as an excuse for not preaching the gospel. That's your world. You have an opportunity to reach people in that area, that's your pulpit. Reach out to those people. Are you aware? Now let's talk about something else. We talked about having a vision, why that is important. You know, have a vision and a goal each week. I mean souls are you gonna win? If you aim at nothing, you're gonna hit nothing. You need to have a vision, you know, for the whole month. How many souls are you gonna win in that month? Don't wait for pastor to give you that.